You're listening to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and since 2014, we've been celebrating and commiserating with world-class experts, best-selling authors, and parents around the world. Hey, everyone. So, new listeners, I am Ellie Noss, and I'm sitting across from my husband, Adam Stichiel. We have two daughters, our two-and-a-half-year-old Eliza and a six-and-a-half-year-old Sabrina. And we are recording this in my little podcast studio um, at our home in Los Angeles, California. Not the four of us. Not the four of us. The two of us. We just wanted to do a little check-in with everyone because it's been a while. Uh, You're smiling to yourself, Adam. What are you thinking? (laughs) I just love mailbags. I'm a big fan of mailbags uh, on any podcast, and I enjoy it. It's a great format. I'm looking forward to it. Enthusiasm. That's what my smile is. You look annoyed with me. This is like therapy. You seem annoyed. Well, I just don't know how you turn the word mailbags into something that sounds so sexual Mm. and gross. Everybody grab your mailbags. (laughs) Well, Valentine's was yesterday. Who (laughs) grabbed the mailbags? Yeah. (laughs) Grabbing the mailbag. (laughs) Now I get it. It took me a minute. I'm there. Okay. It just like, really? <laughs> yeah. Made me mad. And I don't know if it's like my lack of sleep with Eliza. Probably. It's probably 90% of all my- I think you also don't listen to a lot of like podcasts or read websites that do mailbags. And so- <laughs> Is that what they even call them? I don't them? know. That's what they, I've heard them called that before. Okay. I, I think if- listener, Q, listener questions. Listener Q&A. Q&A. Well, yeah. listener Q host A. Well, that sounds gross too. <laughs> Oh, boy. Here we go. So I don't even know where to start. I'm so tired, and we're on this time constraint. We have 30 minutes to get this episode out. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Enthusiasm, positivity. I don't have it anymore. (laughs) It's just gone. It's been stripped. It's been a hard week. Uh, Eliza has, has stripped our enthusiasm and positivity and optimism i wrote on the valentine's card i got for ellie i saw on the cover i wrote hey just to kind of timestamp this here's here's what's going on in our lives uh and a lot of it you know i don't know what i can and can't share but one piece of the timestamps was that this is the time in our life that eliza is acting like a very old angry woman that is being held in this house against her will typically around 4 a.m yeah for starters. Well, or I don't know. Our bedtime, I guess, is the starting point. Is the title of this episode, My Children Are Breaking Me? <laughs> Might be. I mean, yesterday, Ellie literally was like, can you come up and put Eliza to bed? And I was like, I don't want to. <laughs> and you're always. The, and I love bedtime. It's you're my the favorite first thing. responder. I am a first responder, but I just like, she is so, you know, I don't know what she's going to do in life. Um but she's going to piss a lot of people off. I know that. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's so sweet at school. Yeah. It's, but it's, so it's all saved for us. And it's just a lot. Yeah. What was your word for the year, honey? Cause we just, I didn't have one. I but, but I always, for the past few years, I've been toying with a version of the word that you chose. Okay. So... If you all saw our Instagram giveaway from our guest, 
Hillary Peterson, who's the founder of True Botanicals, which is a clean skincare company, the question for the giveaway was, what is your word for the year? And we got this from my girlfriend, Annie, who every year has a group of friends and they decide on their word. And this year, my word was reboot. And so what was your variation on that? In previous I was years? always in an area of recharge, reboot, regenerate, like re, it was always re. It was like, I mean, and I, and I think it's just, listen, I, I'm willing to bet that at least 50% of parents of young children would, you know, given the word to govern their year, it would be some version of that because it feels like you're not in a place of like proactivity. It feels like you're in a place of reactivity. And so you're just trying to get back to the place where you felt energized every morning. And, you know, so that's why, yeah, I was always in recharge, reboot, you know, re refresh, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. renew. Um, also, because the acknowledgement that there was a time, uh, you know, when you when you could reach back and throw a hundred mile an hour fastball and now you reach back and your arm just snaps. <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also uh, part of that is because, as I've shared uh, in a few recent episodes, Adam has this autoimmune disease called rheumatoid arthritis, and it's very painful. And it, he has these awful flare ups, and he really my needs roomie. <laughs> that's gonna be my. <laughs> That's yes. my that's my autobiography with me like tilted head smiling. My roomie. R H E U M Y. Oh God. Yeah. 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 Ten million copies sold. Oh my God. Uh, well, it's really sent you down a path of self care, which, yeah, which I hate. Yeah. Such not a self care guy. Um but no. half because I I, I, I don't know. Oh. You tried to move our whole house by yourself. Yeah, I'm very uh, and then got diagnosed shortly thereafter. Yeah, <laughs> I tr I do. I just don't like to rely on anything but myself for anything. See, it's Eliza, but she just doesn't have the capabilities right. yet. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I'm losing the capabilities. It's so sad. It is. It's sad. not that bad. I'm usually fine, and then I just have little spurts when I'm not sleeping, usually, um, or under a tremendous amount of stress. Yeah, so we got both going on. I am. I just want to circle the wagons. I mean, maybe it's also that my husband has this autoimmune disease and it's yeah. kind of scary and um, we just need to stay healthy and get enough sleep. But I am not feeling this need to chase stuff as hard. And I think that's okay. And people go through different seasons. Like I hmm. am feeling less concerned about legacy outside of our little family. And that could also be looking at the New York Times app at 4 a.m. after I go take care of one of the girls and seeing, you know, the world's collapsing. So also who cares? Like who's going to remember anything? You know what I mean? No, that's true. But I, I used to feel like the world would be around in a hundred years. And now I'm sort of like, well, maybe, maybe not. So I might as well really <laughs> focus my attention on my children and my husband while we're all here. Love it. Sounds great. <laughs> by the way, even it, by the way, what can you name from a hundred years ago? Think how high the bar is to have a legacy that lasts a hundred years. A hundred years ago is nineteen twenty. Who's the president? Uh, it was. I don't know. Woodrow 20s. Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt. I mean, 
obviously people that know presidents would know. But my point is we can't even name the president of the United States from 100 years ago. I blame my schooling. Sure. <laughs> and my memory. You guys. Right. Yes, memory loss. Previously, Ellie had all the presidents memorized. <laughs> <laughs> even know although am i the only mom out there who's like okay well this is my chance like this is when i'm gonna learn how to not count on my fingers or this is how I, when i'm gonna really learn where every state is on the map because my Ugh. daughter's doing these no, things that's a recipe for disaster i'm like maybe this is my chance to learn a language like i get a tutor for her and i just piggyback because we're gonna be at the same stage now no, you're shaking your head. I feel like that's me. a way to dumb your child down. I feel only because uh, you're I, you my, think I'm going to hold her back. Well, my I, because there's like a <laughs> there's a story in my family where my grandfather like one day wanted to become an involved parent, which he like really wasn't, <laughs> and so he decided to help my uncle with his homework and sort of you know was like I got this, and my uncle came home and said you got me a D. <gasps> so wow, yeah. Yeah. Just because he didn't know what he was doing. I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to tutor also, her. I'm saying totally I want to be different. tutored with her. <laughs> but in what? What do you want to? I know, but I feel like you'll, you know, you like to micromanage. You'd probably get in there on the projects and the checking the work over the shoulder. What? But I'm not someone who will do my kids' projects for her. No. I'm, I'm saying really... if you were learning together at the same time, would it, you would be tempted to perhaps round the edges of her mistakes. Totally not true. Really? Okay. How many years have we been married? I'm much more competitive than that, and I would just excel in order huh. to beat my six-year-old okay. at whatever. Now that's interesting, because I feel like you lived around the edges of my mistakes. Oh, my God. I'm That's why I'm exhausted. I yeah. don't make many mistakes. For me, with the early years of parenting, and maybe it's just with every traumatic event I've ever had, including... <laughs> um, you know, the joy and excitement of having children, but anything that feels like a potential threat to my productivity, I just amp it up and I rev up my engines and go even further. So this is the first year that I think I'm using a word with with the prefix of re. Hmm, interesting. Um, in the past, it would have been forward moving. Forward moving. Yeah. And now I'm like, whoa, it yeah. hit me. Yeah. I think uh, in 2011, on this day, February 15th is when I got my MRI. Wow, that's crazy. And that was a uh, led to a major health crisis. And now, you know, nine years later, I am um, realizing that like, oh, I can't, even without my own health crisis, I can piggyback on yours <laughs> and realize yeah. that I need to slow down again. I need to revisit those lessons that I learned. Yeah. During my health recovery back then. And, and it's just time. I got to reboot. I got to focus in on what matters most right now. And, and that is our family. And man, I am the queen of wanting to like hashtag hustle. <laughs> I know it's weird because that's interesting. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're, a person who is aware, like, I mean, it's not like you haven't been in favor of self-care for a very long time, but at the same time, you prefer to have way more on your plate than I do. Like, I think it's interesting now that I'm thinking about it. My self-care for a long time has always been more about just like governing my personal time and protecting, you know, just some me time to, to not feel that pressure of productivity. And for whatever reason, yours was feel pressure of productivity 24 
seven and then carve out little spots of self-care. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And that self-care was usually about trying to uh, keep my engine going. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for like, the productivity. going to the gym is like Not, the number yeah. one thing, you know, or I mean, I think that's most people. But, you know, the problem is even with that, I've learned is like, you can't like run your battery to zero and then be like, I'm going to go, you know, bench press for an hour and that'll get me going again. Like, you, it just doesn't work that way. Like, no. That's not how your body works. So we have some listener questions. Yes, we to do. the three of you still listening to us. Yeah. After I made my mailbags joke. That's so funny. What? Just in our brains. I'm in my mind, millions. Super Bowl <laughs> audience out I there. Know. Yeah. If only I could live in a white man's brain. I know. It's not true. It's probably a pretty angry place. I mean, for also, some people, for me, it's, you know. I will also. My, my friend Chris D'Elia, it's just a silly goose time up there. <laughs> it's a silly goose time and that's it. Can we tell people that you're working with him again? I'm always, I've, my, my goal is to be working with, with him for the rest of my life. He's the, the funniest, best person I know. Is he really the best person no, he's, you know? I mean, he's one of the best. You're right. I, I don't know why that didn't make any sense. Like, it's crazy that he's the best person I know. But he's one He's one of the best. There's a, you know, there's a top layer of uh, of people. Okay. And for people who don't know, he's a stand-up comic who was on a show that Adam worked on for many years. Oh, God. Um, that was what it's like being in a white man's brain. What they know. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, and I said the angry little jab I've just been so angry. Yeah. And my question is, is my toddler's anger just rubbing off on me? Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, you know, that's just an energy thing to me. It's like the, you know, like that's a force, you know, a person's energy is a force. And sometimes like, you know, anger, anger is a powerful force. And when somebody's really pissed off, it like, can really set the temperature in the room pretty quick. Uh, and that's the problem is like that, that person, one person gets upset and another person's upset. And now everyone's just sort of like either upset or desperately trying to make people not upset. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, it's no fun for anybody. It's true. Yeah. So let's get to some of these questions. And then I spilled coffee on the stairs and the whole thing unraveled. <laughs> I didn't even have a reaction to that. That's how you didn't care. I depleted did. I am yeah. that you spilled coffee up. I poured a six, cup of coffee on the staircase. Up the staircase. By the way, everyone, we don't even have our couch. The couch has been gone for three weeks because the girl spilled milk. And apparently this stupid linen fabric stuff has to be taken away. And uh yeah, three weeks of with no couch. I get like it. Your fabric name dropping. Yeah, don't buy fabric that has viscous, viscose, whatever. Guys, get the spilled milk. It caused a lot of tears, cost a lot of money. Yeah, and then by the time Adam poured coffee up our staircase, I didn't even care anymore. All right, let's get to the questions. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's getting a little angry in here. I know. So we need to change the. Let's change the. This is, I always rise to the occasion with my guests, and then you come in, and I'm my worst self. <laughs> I know, but, what, but that's not true, first of all. But why, yeah, why? Because you already have nothing to prove to me, and therefore, but that's actually, well, no, because I think you are used to venting with your partner. So, mm, then, you know, you're not going to vent it. to a guest. 
Making it your guest in here. I don't know. Maybe I get like defensive in here with you. What is it? I just think you are used. This is the you're used to. Oh, it's my domain. Letting off. I don't think so. I think you're overthinking it. I just think you're used to letting off steam with me, and I'm here. And that's what you're doing. I know, but I'm also pretty positive with you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Our first question comes from at Mrs. J.K. Thompson wants to know what we were up to for Valentine's Day. I'll let you jump in. Well, I came home from preschool drop-off and Adam had surprised me with flowers. It was very sweet. And he gave me a card that made me cry. Uh, Ellie gave me a card that was, I wrote a card and then she found a card that just was already pre-written, but perfectly uh, messaged. It was as if it were written for me. Um, and then with some gifts, which was very sweet. And then... What were the gifts? Do you remember them? I do, but I don't want to talk about the gifts. Um, the one gift was really cool, I thought. The jacket from... The, 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 she, oh, yeah, that is cool. Like no, it. no, that is. But I, I was thinking of that one. So I got, she found at a, at, a, at a... What do you call it? A mm-hmm. estate, estate sale. sale. I got you a dead man's She got me a dead man's coat. coat. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing. I'm. Uh, I'm working on all these upcoming episodes that have to do with, you know, creating less waste and recycling. We're just recycling. <laughs> just cruising to, town. To, to tell them what the coat was. It was a really cool 1984 uh, Olympics, which were in Los Angeles. Um, like crew jacket, I guess is how you would like. Uh, clearly, someone who had worked as a. Maybe like a yard keeper or something. He was like or, a, a volunteer. Yeah, a volunteer. It's like a green volunteer jacket with a with, a, with some adorned <laughs> with some eighty four Olympics. Uh, it's cool. Patches. It's very cool. Um, and then she got me some some of the new Apple uh, earbuds, and I just didn't want to seem fancy, so I wasn't bringing it up. Because we don't. Because we always lose all of our earbuds and we get in fights about them. So these have his initials, so definitively mine. Yeah, which is going to be a problem. Uh, for me and for the girls at that same estate sale, I got Eliza the record from The Wizard of Oz, and Sabrina got Annie, and so that that was their Valentine's presents. It was very su- sweet. Uh, and then Sabrina woke up with like a little bit of a cough, and so I was like, uh, "Just stay home. Like everybody has the flu at school. I don't want you like weakened immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows what kind of petri dish it is on Valentine's Day." And it, and I had forgotten. <laughs> you think the kids are kissing? No, I mean like they're probably like sharing candy with each other right. and like putting their hands in yeah, jelly beans and true. all kinds of stuff. She did not have a fever. She just had. She had a cough. I was more cough. worried about her getting sick uh, mm-hmm. uh, or more sick at school. And I forgot that when you're a kid, Valentine's Day is the the most important holiday because we were like, hey, you're just going to stay home today, and you know you can be my Valentine. And she, you know, just started to cry at the table, and we we're like, fine, yeah, yeah, we'll go. And then after she had a great day at school and then came home, I got more presents from her grandparents and her mother. She was like, this wasn't a very good Valentine's Day. I know. What was that I don't about? know. What did I, she expect? A date? I don't know. I was very hurt by that. But then she was just sort of like, well, it was good. It just wasn't as good as last year. And I was what like, was what was I don't know. Year? I had no idea. I don't even, I don't like, I won't remember this Valentine's Day in two weeks. I barely remembered it now. Okay, yeah. Hit me with the next question, Mr. Seekiel. The next question is from at Reaching for Rainbows. How do you manage to get so much reading done? Do you have any extra help? Great question, because you read a lot of books. 
an uncomfortable amount of books for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. My suggestions are read them on a Kindle if you can. It seems to be a lot faster that way. Hmm. I do it in blocked off chunks of time. Yeah. So right now, because I also don't know if your question is like, do I have any extra help? Like in general, reading the books. I didn't know if that's what that meant or coverage. Yeah. Like somebody who reads it and then tells you what it's about. No. Yeah. I do it all myself, but I want to know, I want to immerse myself in the material before I speak to my guest. And it helps create a roadmap for the interview and it soothes my imposter complex. <laughs> that is a good answer to that, because that's true. And also, if because I'm lucky enough to get to speak to the author, that really raises the stakes for me personally, where I'm like, well, I will, I've got this interview tomorrow. I better read this whole book today. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and then while we don't currently have help after school right now, so... I try to get everything in my life done between 9 and 1 p.m. before I get back in the car for, like, the rest of the day. Um, We do have a nanny who helps us on Saturday and Sunday afternoons, and that has been a huge luxury but also really important because with Adam's work, he's a screenwriter, and he creatively needs to work every day. Because he can't just sit at a computer for 12 hours straight and bang it out. So he likes to have a seven-day work week, in essence. Or at least he's, like, going to creatively. Yeah, I mean, I would say the addendum would be, like, you're either in it or you're not. So if I'm working, you know, if I have a deadline or something, it's a seven-day week. Because you're just, yeah, you're you're doing it every day until it's done. Mm -hmm. And then once it's done, you're sort of, you know around mm-hmm. as much as isn't annoying to the family. Uh, and then you, and there's always other stuff to work on. It's like there, there's never like a time when you're like, you have nothing to do, but you know, when there's stuff that has to get done, you have to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like right now we're able to record because we have yeah. our nanny here. Correct. And so we just do our schedule differently. Oh my gosh, everybody, this was really cool. So new listeners, I started this podcast in 2014. I, uh, have the good fortune of getting, s- I get paid in books. <laughs> you do get, you get paid in books. <laughs> I get paid in, in free books from publishers. It's yeah. literally, that's, that's basically it. And that was a real sad moment. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, and an incredible advice and in support from our listener. Like, community. Yes, that's right. And I had saved every book that had been sent to me over the years and they were in our guest room in the closet all lined up. And cause there are a bunch of books of, you know, that where we didn't do the interviews and then the books where we did do interviews and so many. And I, this was really cool. I have an upcoming episode about minimalism and I was like, I just need to clear out this space. And I was like, okay, well, how, what could I do with these books? And I, I called the library because I didn't know if they accepted uh, donations or not. And in our public library does. And so I showed up with two gigantic boxes full of books that had been given to me at Atomic Moms. And um, the librarian was so excited. She was like, oh, my God, all these books look like new. But I knew that some of them had my notes in them and everything oh, from hilarious. the interviews. 
And I'm kind of sad that I don't have an Atomic Mom stamp because that would have been cool for anyone finding the book at the library to like be like, oh, what's Atomic Moms? Yeah. But if I did take a moment after dropping them off because I always rush through everything in life and I, I just sat in the car for a minute and I was like, that's really cool. Like these parenting bookshelves at the LA Public Library are now going to be full of material that will help other people. Mm-hmm. And it's about like passing it on. And cool. and that felt really good. Um, and I'm proud of myself for not just, you know, turning on Howard Stern and driving off and not thinking about that for a second. Yeah. Way to, way to, way to. <laughs> I want to seal the experiences more. Way to seal the experience. <laughs> well done. Sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I think it also makes you more likely to do that stuff again. Sure. And I'm so depleted. I got to look anywhere I can for where, ways of filling up. Yeah. A little if bit. there's an endorphin hit from doing something good, that's great. Then the next question was from BF523. Do we have any favorite books at the moment and likewise favorite TV shows? So favorite books at the moment, I'm actually reading a book right now called Hyperfocus, <laughs> How to Be More Productive in a World of Distraction by Chris Bailey. Um, I've just started, but I think it's pretty interesting. It's the most, the back of the book says, the most recent neuroscientific research on attention reveals that our brain has two powerful modes that can be unlocked when we manage our attention well. A focus mode, in parentheses, hyperfocus, which is the foundation for being highly productive, and a creative mode, scatter focus, which enables us to connect ideas in novel ways. Hyperfocus helps readers unlock each of the two mental modes so they can concentrate more deeply, think more clearly, and work and live more deliberately every day. Amazing. You didn't hear a thing Not I just said. Oh my God. Okay. And then because I'm cutting way back on any childcare, I am diving back into a book that was sent to me a while ago called The Brave Learner. Finding Everyday Magic in Homeschool Learning and Life. And while I definitely don't have any plans on homeschooling anytime soon, I mean, we can barely make it through the weekend, there are some really cool activity ideas in here. And and I'm going to get more into this one. Cool. Another book. I got this at an event a couple of years ago. And I um, now that we're really getting comfortable with your roomie, there's a cool book called Green Enough, Eat Better, Live Cleaner, Be Happier, All Without Driving Your Family Crazy by Leah Sajedi. Um, sure. And she's a green living expert. So, yeah, I got into this a while back, but I need to revisit it. And then a book on my, what, is this getting boring? No, this is exciting. You're so bored. I'm no, sorry. I'm looking at my, cut. no, I'm trying to, I'm getting my list that if mm. I, but I don't think I will get an answer at this point. So I think we'll just go to the next question. No. Okay. Go ahead. No, read. That looks like the best one of the group, to be honest. This is the one I've been waiting for. Okay. I met this author and I can't wait to read it. The book is called Everybody Behaves Badly. And it is the true story behind Hemingway's masterpiece, The Sun Also Rises. Ooh. Yeah. It was the most exciting one. It was, and it is, yeah. And then you should read The Sun Also Rises again. Yeah. Concurrently. It's, it's the true story. The Sun Also Rises is one of my favorite books of there all time. There you go. So, I mean, oh, you know, everything's different. Very excited. Very also, good. I love that part one, chapter one, the title is Paris is a Bitch. So, like, how could I not be 
obsessed with this. Okay, what are your books? My books, I mean, mine is a little different. I have a lot of Audible books. Uh, Sabrina and I are listening to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban uh, on the way to school every day, Mm -hmm. um, which is great for longtime listeners. Everyone knows I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. And I saw the host of, of my favorite Harry Potter podcast at dinner last night. And I wanted to like totally nerd out or whatever that word is. You totally out. geeked and I, out. I, and I even had my Harry Potter vans on. Um, but you didn't do it. I think he was on a date. And I'm like. I think he was too. Yeah. And I'm like this. I don't want to. This is just not a good look for anybody. So I didn't do it. Uh, you got so excited and you heard his little laugh. Yeah. I was and you were like, stoked. it's really him. I know. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> Uh, what else? And then I'm rereading Dune snooze, uh, for you. I love it, but just, I want to read it again before the movie comes out. Um, and then, uh, just a bunch of other like random stuff on the side of my bed. A Don DeLillo book, a book called Cherry that was sold by an inmate from prison fielded offers, uh, from the payphone. Um, that's to sell the book. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Uh, also on my audible that I need to get to listening to at some point is Conversations with Friends by Sally Rooney that people are obsessed with. Also, Fleischman is in Trouble by Taffy Rodesser Ackner, who wrote the piece on Tom Hanks in the New York mm. Times. That was so brilliant. And we also have, um, I'm like halfway through White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Wait, can I put a bow on the Tom Hanks thing? Yeah. Which was directed... By Marielle Heller, yes. whose husband is Yorma Tacone, who is a friend of mine. And I want to shout out a podcast that he does. Can I not do that? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, it's called Derek Stories, and they're like two minutes long. And they're sort of jokey um, children's stories in which animals on adventures get derailed by a guy named Derek. And it's hilarious and worth a listen. He was also a producer on our TV show. He was. That's true. <sighs> this time last year... Got my heart broken. Oh, well. By network TV. That's all network does is break hearts. But we did finally get the check. <laughs> that yeah, we was did. Exciting. We finally got paid. Really exciting. <laughs> Yay. Um, um, next question. Oh, wait, TV shows. We just don't have time with these kids no. right now. No one's, sleeping, no one's sleeping, man. sleeping. The Crown is amazing. Also, if you haven't watched Funniest Home Videos in the past 30 years, <laughs> try it with wow. your six-year-old because it's really, uh, it's got, it holds up. It holds up if you're with a six-year-old. It's really fun to That's watch these so terrible weird, shows with a six-year-old. But I mean, listen, I'm amazed that show is still on because, like, you think there's just got to be Instagram feeds, right? That are like, oh, yeah, I know, at kicked in the balls. That's basically right. yeah. funny stone videos. Yeah, yeah. She was anyway, laughing. Yeah, it's still on. I she watches it. I watch her and laugh at like how That's cute great. she is laughing. Okay, Denise Eaton has a question for us. Mm-hmm. What does your bedtime routine look like once? I can't believe I can't help but laugh at bedtime oh, yeah. routine. Meaning for us, Oof. once yeah. the kids are in bed? Okay, once the girls are in bed. So they're both in bed by around 8.30. Sabrina's actually easier to get to sleep these yeah. days than Eliza. Because Eliza crawled out of her crib and fell on her head. And ever since then, she's been on a mattress on the floor. And um, when I've been more consistent about being the one putting her to bed, and that seems to make it easier. But she, you guys, everyone, this is so ridiculous. I have spread the rumor that Adam sleeps at a hotel and I think our preschool is going to be concerned about our marriage and probably our finances because that would be very expensive. But 
I have to say that uh, I have to say daddy's sleeping at a hotel tonight because otherwise she will scream for him and won't stop until he comes in or she'll wake up at 4 a.m. and scream for him. Mm -hmm. So now she believes that daddy goes and sleeps somewhere else. Which is sad, but she still loves me. So it's okay. I had to get her, you know, it's almost weird. I almost feel like I should get to do that. If that's what she's going to believe, I feel like I should get to go sleep at a hotel. I agree. Maybe we uh, just put a mattress in this podcast room and put on the heater. It's not a bad idea. It's the best idea I've heard in probably 15 years. Honestly, because there are no windows no, in here and it's just, separate from the house. Something. There's no windows. It would be pitch black. It looks like it's rodent proof. It seems fine. I'm going to do it tonight to test it out. This is a great idea. It's a really good idea. Yeah. And then I won't hear your snoring. I know. Win-win. Yeah. Um, okay, but back to what do we do after they're asleep. Adam makes the coffee. You've I got a coffee. great routine. It great only routine. took me like six years of telling you you should prep it because the night before. Because I'm going to defend myself a little bit. Even if you read the coffee See, maker. See, I'm not rounding the edges. You got me there. And it is, it's, there is, it's easier to not have to do it in the morning. But coffee tastes better if you make it fresh. Just a fact. So, but the time saved is, is what is valuable. So I do, I'm on board, but it was a tough sell. But you got me there. Three days a week, I will. But I do, wait, I don't do it anymore because I'm terrified of waking Eliza up. So I don't, <sighs> you know, like you got to grind beans and I don't do that because I'm afraid of waking her up. Although Why when don't she's you do it before asleep, she goes to out. bed? I don't know. Well, they're great. Okay. Thanks for the fix. I always I got no, so many fixes. Always got the uh, three mornings a week or three nights a week. Probably I'll make the girls smoothies. Like I'll prep them. That interview we did with Catherine McCord from Weelicious. Mm-hmm. She's I think the episode was called like In the Kitchen with Catherine McCord, and she had a, a, she had a new smoothie book out, and that has been such a game changer. Yeah. Sabrina doesn't know that she's eating cauliflower because she loves broccoli but hates the idea of cauliflower. So I sneak a lot of that in her smoothies. Like it's really it. Seems to make their stomachs. By the way, the weirdest happier. kid in the world. Sabrina will eat nothing but loves broccoli. You're just like, what? Okay. Her favorite dinner would be like a bowl of jelly beans and some broccoli. I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. And a cauliflower smoothie that she thinks is vanilla cinnamon. Yeah, she just. <laughs> um, and then what happens? We wash our face and we pass out. Yeah, I mean, I have to do because of my roomie. Sometimes I have to do like this insane routine where I have like a. Uh, Theragun massage thing. I'll just like pound my legs. Sounds gross. Um, <laughs> it's like he's got a vibrator going at all yeah. times. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully get to sleep. But that's the hardest part. I, by the way, I had, this was crazy. I have to share this. So before Ellie, which she does, this is like how all of these things end when one of our kids is has fallen off the rails as we go back and forth for like, basically we try to share the load. So with, with Eliza and the sleeping thing, um, we were alternating nights. Like I'd get up one night, Ellie gets up the next night. And then finally Ellie just eventually snaps and is like, I'm doing this. It's over. You're done. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> because That's Eliza, also why we sleep trained her. Because, right. Yeah. Because the problem is she feels so connected to you and has such right. a longing like she has such a strong sense of longing for you that it's that i have to just cut the cord and be like i'm in charge daddy's at a hotel right daddy's at a hotel (laughs) but before we got to that point a few nights ago it was my night off 
and it had been a crazy, my night on was insane. So I had like not, I literally had not slept. And then that night I'm like, I'm going to sleep in the guest room because if I end up snoring, I don't want you to wake me up because I'm so tired. I just need to sleep through the night. And so I went to the guest room and felt so much pressure to sleep that I had performance anxiety and could not sleep all night and basically didn't sleep because I was like, you know. Meanwhile, I was alternating between two two children's beds. Yes. So anyway, that's where we are. But Ellie's going to break them all. It's going to be great. I just really, I'm so good by myself. I don't know if it was because like those years with a single mom, like no one is as happy. Listen, we're all miserable without you. But things run more smoothly, and I feel it's like true. a lot of mothers can relate to that. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I mean, we don't have yeah. the joy. Everything's a little grayer. Yeah, but things run more smoothly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that is, but I think because when they have us to sort of they try to play, play off of each yeah. other, and then I think we do that thing where it's like who has who, and mm-hmm. there's like they find the cracks in the system, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it just. Yes, it's easier when there's one, like, prison guard. Um, Maybe that's also the difference, is that you're a loving father, and I come at it like a prison guard. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I mean— I'd be, the, I'd be a terrible prison guard. I'd be a terrible prison guard. You would be terrible because you would just listen to their stories all day long. All day long. They'd be like, yo, dude, you got to do a job here. You I mean, can't just talk to like that guy. I mean, we get, like, a magazine salesman coming to the door, and you, and then, like, the rest of your work day. I got all- fully conned. I We were going to go to a Clippers game together. Never heard back from him. You feel like you were. <laughs> Is this what happens when you're married for over a decade? Like, suddenly you make a love connection with the magazine salesman? Yeah. And then you feel like he ghosted you? <laughs> no, it was just weird because, I like, listen, I bought the magazines and it was so crazy because I'm like, this is a full on con. But as a storyteller, I was so impressed by it. And then also, this is like so shameful in 2020, but I did some script work on the movie adaptation of the book, The Game, about pickup artists. All got to get paid, guys. So we got to take the gigs when they come. Well, Neil Strauss is doing quite well as a podcaster now. Okay. So he then- had that live in, no, is that the live and die in LA? No. He did. Yeah, that was him. You're that right. Was him, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, he pivoted, um, but <laughs> the, at the end of it, he's not getting paid in books <laughs> at the end of it to seal the deal. This guy reaches into his pocket and hands me like a, what are those purple amethyst, like crystal that you can buy probably for like 35 cents. And I'm like, oh my God, I've like read about this in like mind control stuff. Like you basically give a person a physical object because then when you see it, you were reminded of them. And it deeper embeds their presence and message in your brain. And I'm like, this is literally, I'm like thinking this as it's happening. I'm like, I'm, he's like mentally, I'm being mentally manipulated right now. And uh, I'm fully on board for it. This is why I got to circle the wagons. Yeah, this is it. You leave me loose and it's like. Rumi got in your brain and now you're making new friends. We're giving you amethyst. By the way, in LA, amethyst make are very expensive in LA because <laughs> yeah. in LA we'll buy anything for 20 times more than You're it right. should cost. Yeah, so it was $3. I have a feeling you'll reconnect with your friends soon. Moving on. The next question comes from at Von Turtle. If your lives were totally reimagined, what careers would you and Adam have? That's a great question. 
Great question. You go first. I mean, do I have to like live in the realm of reality? Do I have to like use the gifts that I have? Or can I be like so a ski many. instructor or a professional hockey player? Like, or is, oh, so like all the things that Rumi takes you out of, but also uh, just But age. things that I also didn't have the physical <laughs> skills for even in my prime, you know, like, you know, like, uh, of course. But so I guess that's like a fantasy job, okay. right? Professional sports. Men. But even by the way, I said ski instructor. I'm not even. That's just okay. a guy who teaches people how to ski. It's not even a professional. It's like a that person. is a professional. It's not a professional skier. It's not right. someone who. I mean, I guess it's technically. It, it is. It is. It's not a yeah. professional ski racer. How about that? Okay. Okay. Now you go, and then I'll come back with my real answer. No, give me your real answer. My real answer. I actually think I have the perfect job. I'm not going to lie. I think you do too. Work is work. So it's always because it's Can always Can you explain what you do for new listeners? I am a screenwriter. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm a screenwriter. The Oh yeah. The other thing of things I'm reading right now are a lot of DC comics because I'm currently writing a movie called Black Adam that we're going to shoot this summer with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, DJ, as we like to call him. But, I, but yeah, I'm a screenwriter and it's, you know, you can work from home most of the time unless you're writing television, which is I think how I got rheumatoid arthritis. I think so too. And... Yeah, it's a great job. It's like very creative. It's very uh, self-governing, which is mm-hmm. like, like I get to control my world, um, which is a very me thing. So <laughs> as much as I could like think of other jobs I would like to have, I don't think I would pick anything other than this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? Um, okay, well, I'm feeling very in flux right now, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I love public speaking. Like I love being on panels, but I can't bring myself to do the self-promotion necessary right now. I just can't reach out. I just can't do self-promotion. I'm just not in that phase of my life right now that would be necessary to build that sort of career. I think for me, it would be to, you and I are working on a movie together. Yeah, and, which is very cool and exciting. And I think that is you know, if my life was really reimagined. I mean, we're not really answering the question, but even in my wildest dreams, like getting to work with you again, writing a project together is so cool. Yeah. Like that that would win. The other thing that I would do, and I think I still will do someday that we've talked about, is I would love to like open a bookstore, but that also acted as like a small publishing house. So you could basically like publish independent books, um, which I know is like, a brick and mortar bookstore is probably not a great business model in 2020. But the one thing that I do miss is that, you know, Sabrina will say, Hey, when's take your daughter to work day. And I'm like, there's the chair that I write in, <laughs> you know, like there's no physical space. And I do remember when I worked on a TV show and she was very young, like I would take her to the writer's room and on the weekends when I had to work there alone, well, I'd and it was the, the Warner office. brothers lot. Warner brothers lot. You come to the stage. It was like a yeah. whole thing. What movie was Casablanca shot on that stage? I yes. think it was yeah. so cool. Yeah. It was so cool, but we still get to take her because of work stuff to movie premieres and things like that. For sure. She's had a while. I mean, ride. that's not, I don't love that. I think that's giving her a distorted view of the world, but I just, I think it's cool when you can like bring your kid um, to your cool workplace. I was like, in fact, you know, Claire takes Calvin to Chris's shows and he's just like around live music yeah, really and very amazing. amazing entertainers. And, you know, that's just, I think that's an amazing thing. And I don't really have that with my job. So there. So there. And then last but not least, Maggie Borum wanted to know, when are y'all leaving LA and moving to North Carolina? 
Oh my, this is so funny. Is this where you had the idea? Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, everyone in LA does this thing where they occasionally fantasize about moving somewhere else. And if you ask most people, like, hey, what's your ripcord city? Like, where would you go if you just ripcord city? If you pulled the ripcord and just like bailed out of the free fall that is ripcord living in this town. City. Wow. Whatever, your bug out house. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. That's what this podcast room is for yeah, you tonight. This is it. People, you know, and for there, there's like some common threads, like Portland was a hot city for a long time. And um and recently Ellie was selling Asheville real hard. Uh, and I was sort of like, I don't know, that's tough. Like, we don't have any family there. And I mean, I guess I do a bunch of movies get shot in Atlanta, like all movies now. So that would be convenient. But, and then today for the first time, I found myself Zillowing. No! Yeah. Really? Well, because my dad sent me, because we're going to go, and we'll talk about this in a later episode, we're going to go to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival this summer. And so my dad sent me this like discover blog list of the top 10 mountain towns in America, and I was number one was Telluride. And then I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Asheville." Oh, and so then I, yeah. And then I got in. And I'm like, "Wow, these are amazing old houses." And you know, yeah, it does look really yeah. cool. And then I read about it, and it sounded very cool. And for our listeners, there were also a lot of si- the answer is six months. By the way, that's when we're moving. <laughs> there were a lot of uh, sibling questions, so we're going to do a special episode coming up answering your sibling. That is great questions. Oh, and we're going to answer the sibling questions. We are, but also I think Sabrina and Eliza will answer some. I think that's better. So we will do both. Because I think my answer would be like, I don't have a effing clue. Because <laughs> right. all like, our kids, they fight, they brawl, they, you know. You're making me look real good on my parenting podcast. They I mean, that's also why it. I've they're, never been I, the expert. I'm so proud of them, though. They're like, they're very assertive. Like, I was, the last thing I will share about Eliza, I'm getting the wrap it up sign. Um, well, we have to go to our friend Bridget's daughter, Phoebe's birthday party. Listeners, the theme is The Descendants. Yes. <laughs> so, to tie it all together. Tie it all back to previous episodes. And it starts in 15 minutes and my hair's still wet. Okay. And really, it's all about me having good hair at a six-year-old's birthday party. Until then. But what were you going to say? Your, uh, no. No. Uh, <laughs> I also wanted to let you guys know that. So next week, no podcast. You spend the time sharing it with friends. And then the following week, we will be back with our new episode with Courtney Carver. She launched her blog, Be More With Less, in 2010 and is one of the top bloggers in the world on the subject of minimalism. She's the best-selling author of Soulful Simplicity and the creator of the Minimalist Fashion Challenge, Project 333. If you've ever been curious about capsule wardrobes or how you could possibly live with 33 clothing items— for it's three great. months. But in. to be a minimalist, I, I'm I'm conflicted, and this is the last thing I'll say, because it, everything now is about we're trying to save the planet and preserve the earth and not just be incredibly harmful. Mm-hmm. If you are a minimalist, that means you have to throw away all your crap. So you're basically contributing to landfill if you become a minimalist. But but then you stop buying stuff. Maybe, but if you're a hoarder, you just never get rid of anything and you keep it all for yourself. Maybe she that's She has a, a line in her book, which I don't have in front of me, that is basically like when you buy something, you are signing off on the fact that this will end up in a landfill. It's true. Whew. So. So hoard. So. No? <laughs> you're so. Un- okay. I love you so much. <laughs> and to tie this upcoming episode in with ours she started her minimalism journey after being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So we will be discussing that as well. You know, 
these illnesses become huge game changers. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing where Rumi takes us, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm, I've got the kids cough. All right. I love you. I love you. Happy Valentine's. Happy Valentine's. Well, that was a sexy voice. Okay. Can you always talk like that? Sure. All right. Until next week, trust in your goodness. Live out your Live greatness. Live out your greatness. <laughs> Rock, Rock on. on. Atomic, Atomic bombs. bombs.